go ahead. Uh, hello, my name is Sarah Eileen, and you're listening to Masi- the Massacast. This podcast is for those 18 and older. In general, we like that. Uh, if you like what you hear, go to Massacast.com and donate and support Axe in all of his wonderful projects, because he's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Hello, and welcome to another Massacast. You know, people are always asking, hey, how can I get on the Massacast? No, they're not actually asking me that. But every now and again, people will say, how, do, how can I get on the Massacast? How can uh, my friend get on? Well, you can just email me, Massacast at gmail.com. And that's the, probably the easiest way to do it. And I'm always looking for more people to interview. Just because you're not in New York City doesn't mean you can't be interviewed. I would love to talk to people from all over the world. Uh, maybe a kink from around the globe so we can see what the, the scene and what the lifestyle is like in Amsterdam and Germany and Amsterdam... Germany or wherever. I mean, all over the place. I can only think of Amsterdam and Germany right now. Probably because I've been watching uh, German scheisse porn all day. I don't even know what that is, but I've been watching it. So yes, mastercast at gmail.com if you'd like to be interviewed or if you know someone who'd like to be interviewed. Before we get to the show, I have to thank our awesome sponsor, Eden Fantasies, where you can save 20% on your order if you enter EFCast and it also not only saves you cash, but it also lets them know where you heard about Eden Fantasies. Here's a pro tip for you, by the way. If you uh, look on the right-hand side of Eden Fantasies, you will see uh, reviews. There's an Eden Tube section where you can see video of people showing you about uh, the toy. They can give you a little review, and it's really good and really awesome. That way you can have a better idea. More than just the photo, you can see video of the toy. Eden Tube, there's forums and polls, interviews, the community corner, Sexist Magazine, where Sexist Magazine is uh, is really cool. You can actually read articles and stories written by people who, some of them have been featured on this podcast. But it's really cool. Sexist Magazine, part of Eden Fantasies, the proud sponsor of this podcast. You know, I've also talked about it before, is there is a voicemail number to contact the Massacast. That is, it's 917-720-7304. 917-720-7304. What's really weird, someone actually called that number recently and dust flew off of my Massacast phone. I have a special phone and the dust just flew off because nobody calls the thing. So here's that voicemail. I'm just, just starting to listen to your podcast. Um, I've been paying attention to the uh, Dungeon Place one for the last uh, two weeks. I just started recently getting into it um, and and just now getting into the lifestyle. I'm currently 20 years old. Um, my girlfriend um, is starting to take on the mistress role and she's being trained by the mistress that I actually have right now. Um, the difficult part is that my mistress uh, is not in a local area so we have very hard times seeing each other. Um, so it's all done by um, talking and such and learning. Um, my question to you or if you have any tips or things is how to really get into uh, the material for a male sub to begin things because as you may know or you probably do of course um, that uh, there's a lot more info and material out there for a female sub to learn uh, for a male master um, than there would be for a male sub or at least that I found and I've had a very uh, difficult time finding it. Uh, first of all thank you for calling leaving a voicemail the first step is acceptance no, actually, uh, I, I thought about this a lot. I thought about your question a lot. And uh, I thought I'd bring in a really great resource for this. Uh, Saad, who is my mistress, owner, girlfriend. 
German Shiza porn fan follower, fellow, fellow. No. So I actually, uh, she was right here, and, and I thought, well, she's got probably better ideas than I do. Um, first off, welcome to the podcast. It's been so long. It's been a whole two weeks since you were last on the episode. <laughs> and, but you had some really good ideas of, of reading material. These are just some books that I pulled off the bookshelf, and I think it's less relevant, whether it's female submissive or male submissive training material or whatever. I mean, you can switch around the roles either in your head, and if the shaft of a penis is not the same as the lips of the labia, but I mean, you, it's it's not a totally different science yeah. when it comes to male or female submission and dominance. But uh, just pulling off the bookshelf, we have Christina Abernathy's Miss Abernathy's Concise Slave Training Manual. That's a, a famous and popular one. Slavecraft, um, which was written by a grateful slave. One of my all-time favorite books, even though it's not S&M oriented, I picked this up in London. I think it was at, uh, what's that big prison? The name escapes me right now. The Tower of London. Yeah. Uh, I picked this up in the gift shop, and I really, really love this book. It's called The Duties of Servants, uh, The Routine of Domestic Service. But this has nothing to do with sex and S&M. This is just what is expected of different types of servants right. inside of a traditional British household. Right. And there's lots of stuff out there. Google it. I mean, if all else fails, Google and Amazon. Blogs are a really good resource. Yeah. You can go to my website, mypartnerskinky.com, and there's an entire links page that has tons of different books and bloggers of all types that write on it, and they're bound to be linked to other people. And I mean, it's just, it's a link to a link to a link. And I think, again, like you said, just because it's written for female submissive doesn't mean it can't be relevant to a male submissive, right? Absolutely. Uh, another thing that uh, he could do is uh, call Raven from the Freedom of Fetish podcast. Absolutely. Who is actually the person who I interviewed for this episode. As a matter of fact, she came over and uh, this was that uh, conversation. This is unique because I think you are, you're, you're the second podcaster I've talked to, mm -hmm. I've interviewed. And it was this was a very difficult interview to set up because I had to send the questions ahead of time to your agent. Your, oh, yeah. Your agent had to approve it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so you know everything I'm going to ask you already. So it's really yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, you're kind of a big deal. Lots of leather bound books. <laughs> well, first of all, I know you're very nervous about this question, so maybe we can get this question yeah, out of the way first. Yeah. Um. Which I don't usually come right out and say, well, what are you into? All you know, every episode. But yeah, you, you, seem, you have more tact. It gets there. I kind of have to now because you made such a big deal about it on Twitter. It sounded like you were very nervous about talking about this, but. I just I knew that I was gonna be honest and we'll so we'll see what happens but I'm gonna be honest well let's it's start not really a concern let's but. start with one thing I know you're into yeah um, and that's cross-dressing well I am not into it myself but I like when others do it yeah um, I like costumes on me I like costumes on pretty much everybody but yeah you know I've had boyfriends dress up like girlfriends <laughs> so what is it about I've I've never understood it myself. Mm -hmm. um, what is it about cross-dressing that gets your goat? I don't... I wish I could tell you. I mean, I first of all, I'm bi. So, in my mind, I, I've, I've always thought, like, a she-male would be quite ideal. Because you look like a girl, but you have a dick. So, that's pretty much everything. Like, I don't have to leave the house ever, you know? <laughs> so I, it's sort of the same thing. It takes care of that. 
I've had boyfriends dress up as girls and I treat them completely differently, which is odd even to me. But I just I just like role playing. I like when things are different when, and people become different people when they're like that. And it's just fun. Well, one one person I know who's really into cross dressing said that it was what what she liked about it was because she's bi as well. She liked it because it was like all of a sudden she's getting a new sex partner. Yeah, that that's part that, of it. It's like you can sleep with someone else without cheating on your primary partner. Yeah, and I, I was also extremely drunk so that I could make it more realistic. Uh, so <laughs> apparently I was um, extremely drunk and like just treated him like an entirely different person. Like I was completely in control and I'm switched normally. Mm-hmm. And it's, But I was just like predatory id sex Raven, you know. Is that how you are with women? Are you when um, if you're if you're at a bar and you get drunk and if you I'm more yeah you're more I, predatory <laughs> towards women. Yeah, I think like I wasn't initially because I wasn't. It took me a little bit to get over the fact that I was bi. Not I'm not like religious. I didn't come from a religious upbringing or anything, but it was still kind of hard for me to get used to. And so, like typical lesbians, they would just sit and hang back and wait for someone to hit on them. And you know, it's not all of them, but you go to a lesbian bar and that's what happens. That's what I've heard. I've heard. Gay club is like cruising all the time, you know? So I kind of realized that I should just go for it, you know? And then it happens. So what is that like? You just, you just (laughs) go up to them and say, Oh, I have the gay bar. (laughs) No, it's, um, I meet a lot of people online, like a lot of people from FetLife, so I'll already know that they're bi, and yeah. I'll already know pretty much what they're into, so if we hit it off, and someone has to be the one to kind of move things to the bedroom, I have no problem doing that. That's how you meet most of your play partners, is through online? Yeah, I especially because basically what I'm into is all kink like I, I had a period obviously where most of my partners were vanilla like in college and I would sometimes force them into kinky things which you're not supposed to do but um at this point I'm sort of over that I don't kind of done with vanilla sex so yeah. if I want to find somebody I find them online so you know cross-dressing does it do you find it's pretty hard to convince your partners to do mm, this or? no I I wouldn't you know I wouldn't date somebody who is uh, completely vanilla, so they're all, they all have shades of kink, yeah. although I've definitely been the most kinky out of whoever I'm dating. Um, like, my fiancé has his, he has things that he's into, but he's not a kinkster per se, mm-hmm. but, you know, you get a few drinks in anybody, and they'll, they'll put on, your, they'll put on a skirt. So you've got a bottle of scotch near the bed <laughs> at any time? Hey, um, I'm into something, take bourbon, a pull on this. Bourbon, bourbon, actually, yeah. I can't stand it, but apparently it makes guys feel okay with dressing like girls. Really? I don't know. It's just... Or, or more susceptible to your desire for mm-hmm. them. It's not like they're... Bunch, if that were true, then a bunch of guys sitting around drinking bourbon would go like, Hey, Stan, let's go put on a dress. If they knew, they would fucking do it. Wouldn't you? If you knew, if there was like a really hot chick and you were like, You know what? All I have to do to get her attention is put on some fucking makeup... You would do it. Come on. Well... Several drinks down, you would do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of... If I was single? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I don't know, because here's the thing. I... I'm not really much into humiliation. Oh, well, you know what? I should draw a distinction. I'm not talking about sissification. Right. But um, see, if I put on a dress, to me, that would be sissification, right? Yeah. And It is to anybody I, And if I, if I was drunk enough... See, there's sort of a... If I was drunk enough to put on a dress to try to impress a woman... <laughs> you probably couldn't get it off. I probably couldn't get it off. 
And if I was drunk enough to get it up, the sissification would prevent me from getting it up. Mm, I understand. Well, you know, it's, it is kind of a sissification for anybody, Yeah. you know, but then there was a point where the clothes came off. So it was just the wig and the makeup. And then he just looks like a rock star, which is kind of <laughs> awesome in itself. So you really can't go wrong. <laughs> do you, do you like women to dress up as men as well? No, I don't know why it doesn't go that way yeah. at all. No, I like drag queens a lot. You know, and I like drag queens and um, cross-dressers, like transvestites, but the sissification thing doesn't do anything for me, and the drag king thing doesn't do anything for me. Although women with some masculine characteristics are really attractive to me. Not butch, but I like them to have a little bit of muscle, or to be in like good shape, or to be just really confident and outgoing. I don't like the really, you know, the ones who just hang back and kind of giggle. Okay, so cross-dressing, that's fine. That was easy to yeah, talk about. Yeah, that's not a that bad one. Hard. No, no. Um, I guess the umbrella of everything that I'm into is this kind of strange thing that I'm going to try to explain in a succinct way, but it's it might come off kind of confusing. Okay. But um, ever, I don't know why, but in the vast majority of my fantasies, I am not there. I have nothing to do with them. And... Even during sex, a lot of the time, like, I'll be there and I'll be having fun, but it's not until a couple hours later or maybe even a couple days later that I really feel the turn on from that. I'm, like, dissociated with both fantasy and sex. I have no idea why. I, like, and even when I'm... It's hard for me to get off during sex, but when I do, it's because I'm thinking I'm totally gone. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's... That's kind of a taboo thing because you don't want to be hooking up with somebody and have them know that you're not mentally there. Or if you are, it's just because you're using this for masturbation fodder, like down the line. <laughs> it's just odd. Like, have you tried using mirrors? Um, yes, but I don't like to be in my own fantasies, though. Oh, okay. So then, if I see myself, I'm like, well, why is it? Is it? You... I don't know. That's why I'm. T that's what I mean. Like I. I think people get into areas where they are confused about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, sex podcasting. I've always read everything I get my hands on about sex, about alternative sex specifically. You know, and I don't quite... I don't know what this means about me. And I don't... I'm not particularly troubled by it. It does cause, like, some issues. Um, but I just... I don't know. I have yet to get an explanation for it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it sounds like it works for you. It does, but it's like the times that I'm getting off by myself are like, holy shit, that was the best thing ever. And then I just feel like always underwhelmed. Yeah. I just, I'm constantly underwhelmed. And that's part of the reason why I like costumes because, or role play, because I can be to some degree a different person. Yeah. That's what needs to happen for me. I guess I can relate to part of that because there have been times when I've been in a situation where at the time I was either scared of whatever was being done to me or maybe overwhelmed by what was being done to me. So I could, I wasn't directly sexualizing what was happening. Yeah. But two days later, I'll think about what happened and just be completely turned on by it. Yeah. And so I can understand by that because at the time I'm too wrapped up in the pain or mm -hmm. enduring whatever it is and but later I'll be like oh that was so awesome when XYZ yeah. happened 
I'm so turned on by that, you know? I think it's common to a degree. I think everybody knows what it, what that's like yeah. to a degree, especially if you're talking about, like, what you just mentioned with pain being involved, and then it's not until later that you really think about it in the context of the whole dom-sub relationship that was taking place. And, like, yeah, if you're not penetrating anything, yeah. it can take a little bit for that to set in. But it's, it's pretty much every time with me, and that's why I think it's an issue. Like, well, I mean... No, not an issue. Issue implies a, there's not really a problem. It's just this curiosity that yeah. I have, and I, I don't know. Like I wish if I'm really attracted to somebody, for for instance, and I go home and we're like texting, we're sexting, mm-hmm. I should say, because it's 2010, and they'll be like, you know, are you thinking of me? Think about this, and like, I think any normal person would be like very turned on by that, mm. and I'm just. I don't know. It just doesn't... But that is, I don't think there's anything wrong with not being turned on by that. Oh, yeah. You know? I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I just... It's just like it's just like any other um, sex act where you can say something to someone. Like, I'll give you a prime example. You can... I know women who, if you... Or if, if anyone walked up to them and said, I really want to go down on you. Someone would go... Oh, awesome! That's great. Yes, let's go. And otherwise, we go like, "Ew, that's gross." No, yeah. not for me. You know, like let me give you a concrete example. Like tomorrow night, I'm going to this party to stimulate. I'm mm-hmm. going to be dressed like an X-Man rogue, and for me, the biggest thrill that I will get that entire night is just being around. I mean, I guess I should have just prefaced this with I'm a huge voyeur. Like mm-hmm. I like to just be in environments, and I like to see what people are wearing, what they're doing, what they're doing with each other the time that they put into those costumes, like, the interactions that they're having. Like, I can't get enough of that. And so that's the highlight of my evening. And I've been at places like that where I'm gonna, I'm supposed to leave because I'm gonna have sex with somebody who's really hot by all accounts and who I should totally want to fuck. And it's, like, a letdown because then I'm there, you know? And that's Uh. kind of, like, that kind of gets in the way of stuff. You know, it's like no, I, I, it's I not that I saying. don't like sex. I just like sex where I'm as removed as I can be, which is so. That's called masturbation. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, well, like I said, really good at that. But however, but you pick the perfect costume because you can just say, "Yes, Love that's to fuck what I you. said." <laughs> Rogue can't touch you. Can't touch don't me. Don't want to kill you. I'll absorb Sorry. your powers and your life yep. force, especially if we're you know going too long. My vagina is deadly. Exactly, unless you're Gambit, and then you can hold on to like a dresser and channel the kinetic energy into the dresser, and then when we're both done, it blows up. Is that how it happened, actually? It's how it happened once, I believe. I think that is how it happened, because they they dated. Well, I know they dated. He was, like, the only one who could handle it. And Iceman's kind of a pussy. (laughs) At least in the movie. Yes. They made, made, you know, they made Cyclops a pussy in the movie, too. Just about everyone's a pussy in the movie. Not Wolverine, man. Not maybe in Wolverine Wolverine. Origins, but not in in the actual X-Men movies. He's a fucking piece of ass like I want to eat his soul he's so hot that's the example of like a kind of guy that I would that's my ideal type of guy either really manly or really girly yeah yeah I so Wolverine in a dress is your ultimate no see okay total masculinity or total androgyny mm-hmm. so like either Wolverine in full-blown Wolverine character with talons out or like Legolas from Lord of the Rings who's an elf who has long blonde hair 
So, your <laughs> ultimate fantasies are fictional characters who do not exist. Yeah, that's a problem. Good luck with that. Exactly. It's like, fuck you, Disney movies, for giving me unrealistic expectations. <laughs> <sighs> okay, no. So, we've talked about... We've talked about some of these different things, but you also mentioned that there's probably something a little... By the yeah. way, did you hear Wendy Blackheart's talk about Wolverine? How she... Really... Yeah. Okay. So I messaged her on FatLive after that. She's, I was like, where's the fan fiction? She linked me to it, and we've had, like, the dorkiest conversation going back about So, you know, that was pretty extreme, what she was talking about. So yeah. now you're probably not so worried about talking about what you're into. I have this weird thing about chloroform. Like, and it's... I don't think it's chloroformed particularly. It's that I want to see what... How people would fuck someone else if no one was watching. Mm -hmm. So, the idea of a guy, it's always a guy, like coming in, chloroforming some girl, mm -hmm. and then totally objectifying her in horrible ways. And, and the fact that I'm watching and seeing exactly what he would do if there was no concern about what she was feeling. Mm -hmm. And it was just totally selfish objectification. That's another thing. It just like completely does it for me. I know someone, someone who's very near and dear to me, who has a thing about molesting, having sex with people when they are unconscious. Yeah. Because she does it to me often. And That's a... I'm there. I'm waving at her. I'm saying that I get it. Because <laughs> I'm a really heavy sleeper. Very heavy sleeper. And Ooh, so, fun. So there's, there are times when she's... She has emailed me... Uh, video files. She was just like, this is what happened last night. I was like, what? Really? How did I sleep through that? And you're like, damn it. Next time I should pretend to be asleep so I can actually know right, what's going right, on. Right, right. No, but she, because she, she'll like, it'll be like three or four in the morning or something like that and then I'll get these and or or, or sometimes uh, I'll be, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, what is there? There's lube on it. You know? <laughs> That's not lube, honey. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Lube, I should rephrase it. There's lube in me, you know? So I'm like, what? How did I sleep through this, you know? I think she puts something in my drink. Like, you should have the Here, drink this milk. I'm like, no, I don't need any milk. You want this milk? I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Oh, like, I like, you know. I've um, taken too much NyQuil before, uh, not intentionally, but I've, like, had the, the weird quasi-awake, quasi-asleep NyQuil moments where I just turned over and started having sex. And it was like a dream, but I was awake. And yeah. I wish I could figure out how to recreate that with something other than NyQuil, because It's the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, stuffing head, fever, so you can fuck your partner medicine. You know, that's a way better ad campaign than they currently have. Yeah, that or um, Ambien I took once, and then I ended up having a similar thing happen, which was really hot, because again, it was like I was dreaming, yeah. but I was awake. So, um... And you were the aggressor? No, it was sort of mutual. Oh, okay. I think with a guy, if you turn over at any point and just start going for it, it's on. <laughs> you know? Are you saying we're simplistic? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I could have been. Okay. I could have been saying that. I don't know. And then I, I read Anne Rice's Exit to Eden. It's not actually Anne Rice. It's Anne Rampling, as I think yeah. her pseudonym, because she's a couple. But I read that in seventh grade, and I don't know how I found it, because it had a pink cover. And normally I hate pink and I just don't want anything to do with it. It's all about black. But I, I picked it up and it was like the hottest thing I'd ever read. And suddenly I knew that there I wasn't alone in this. There were other weirdos like me and that wanted to go to islands for to be yeah. sex slaves for two-year contracts. And um, I'm still looking for that place, by the way. So if any of your listeners can get me in contact with the island where I can be a sex slave <laughs> or have a sex slave for two years, thank you. Um, 
you know, I, 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 have, I believe there probably is a place like that, but it's so exclusive that, you know, only Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. No, but then we don't want to go. You don't want to do Steve Jobs. <laughs> well, you, you no, may of course be- I don't want to do Steve Jobs. <laughs> but I'm saying that, they, you know, they've got their... Only, only like the exclusive, <laughs> the exclusive know about this, you know? I'm just picturing Bill Gates in a leather harness right now. I, I bet Melinda could work it. I think Bill Gates would probably be... Has impotence issues. Why would you say that? <laughs> Microsoft. Come on. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, come on. That's so obvious. I've never thought of that. All right. Well, you're I've welcome. never had that thought. Thank Steam you. Steam on that for a little while. All right. No. Let it sink in. Okay, but yeah, where so are So what else would they be doing on this island of yours? What else were they doing? No, what else What else are they doing that's so wrong on this island that apparently oh. they have to have their own laws? Well, that's that was my segue because I was explaining like what I was into from a very young age. So a lot of my like really intense fantasies, the most intense fantasies are really just really exploitive. It's all the exploitiveness. It's like the fact that you're totally corrupting this person. I, I mean, I've gotten into that, too, like, myself as a, as a role-playing thing. Like, all, there was one really hot thing I can remember where I was wearing a Catholic schoolgirl uniform, and I just came in one day, and I was like, my name is Ashley, and this is what we're doing right now. And I've never done anything. Mm-hmm. And so the scenario was, like, to give me a massage, and I'm just so naive. Like, it's just easier if the top comes off, you know? We just need to spread the oil a little bit easier. And it's easier if the bottoms come off, and I'm like, mm, fine, you know? And then, like, once I'm totally vulnerable and naked, it's like, handcuffs come on, and then you get the shit fucked out of you. And that is, like, I love that. <laughs> it sounds like your, your sexual fantasy is just about every barely legal video I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't watch enough of them, I guess. Cause... Here's your pizza. Oh, <laughs> you have a penis. Let's fuck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm here collecting donations the for, be- for, the, for the cheerleaders. The best oh, one I ever penis. saw was... Um, oh, yeah. I, re- I was actually listening to that. It was like Raul that you interviewed. Yeah. And you were saying like, hey, we don't have... Let's get the tip. We don't have enough money. Oh, there's other ways you can pay. Oh, actually, we found the money. Okay, bye. Yeah. And then he leaves. Actually, the best line I saw in a porn was a woman, they were looking for fire. Like, these group of people were trying to make a fire in a cabin. And this one woman leaves for a little bit, and she comes back carrying, leading a guy by the cock. And she goes, this is the only wood I could find. (laughs) I don't like a lot of porn, actually. I just, I don't know. It has to be, like, a very specific kind of porn. Mm -hmm. I think the vast majority of porn is extraordinarily boring. Like, I'd rather watch paint dry. It's like, oh, you're doing the same 12 positions in that row. Yeah. In that sequence, it's like oral, oral, then you're doing all these, followed by doggy style, then you come on her face. Done. I've seen that more times than I can count. It's almost like they've got a formula, like, okay, this... Well, They do have a formula. Like, every... They must. It's just... I have to believe that everything everything in the universe has been marketed and tested with, you know, focus groups, yeah. including porn. So they like, must this is what have... unimaginative male uh, vanilla men want to see. Right. Like, okay. Which sucks. Yeah. Because, like, there is such... 
there's there's so much amazing porn to be made that just isn't being made like specifically fetish porn because there's a lot of quote fetish porn that says it's fetish but it's just a girl doing exactly the same shit who happens to be in a latex catsuit it's nothing at all about the fetish if they really yeah. understood the fetish they would show like the little details like lubing it up or like the way that a heel looks or like the right lighting or like the power dynamics it's just not there that's why i like x-tube because you know obviously there's horrible disgusting things on there and not in the way that i want to see them horrible disgusting but i mean there's people doing shit that they're totally into and that's the way they do it and they could care less and they're not trying to prove it to anybody and they're just exhibitionists and i like that because i like seeing this is what they do in their spare time i'm like a fly on the wall there so i've found some ridiculous rubber things for example on on x like what like there was this guy who he looked to be in a single celled room with no doors and and he he was covered in latex like he seemed to have layered maybe five different layers you know he had like two cat suits a corset over it the full the full mask um the hood and then he had like a blow-up doll that was also in latex and he was fucking the blow-up doll and he had a ga- no, and he had a gas mask. So he was like, all this stuff. And right, because otherwise it would be silly. Well, yeah, you need, you really need that gas mask, you know, to help with the air filtration and whatnot. Sure. But so he was just covered in latex, like fucking this blow-up doll, very earnestly, uh, and he must have been real sweaty in there. And I don't know, I can't explain why, but it 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 was clear that it, he wasn't doing this for anybody but himself and possibly the doll who seemed to be enjoying herself a lot but i just i just really like seeing that it's odd and strange but i like the fact that i feel like i'm a fly on the wall i saw the exact same video and you know what i said dad no (laughs) be easy on the blow-up doll she's not used to this this episode of the Massacast is brought to you by eden fantasies enter ef cast that's e-f-c-a-s-t upon checkout and save 20 percent on your order so did we did we cover all the uncomfortable stuff? By the way, I mean, I guess the last, the only thing that we haven't really covered is just generally power exchange because that's like another huge area. But so what is it? I mean, what are the aspects of power exchange in right? And is power exchange, by the way, is it the same thing that you, you still have this umbrella of this being is, turned on about it after the fact? Or um, this is more this more incorporates me because it's more real life. Yeah. Um, like teacher student yeah. is a, is a great example of something that can happen in real life and is super hot even when I'm involved. Yeah, I tried to make that happen. It didn't. Uh, what do you mean you tried to make it happen? I tried to make it happen twice. I I've hit on two professors. <laughs> the first one was an undergrad and it was a woman and she was really cool. She had a lot of tattoos. She taught um, a class on vampires. Actually, this is liberal arts for you. That's why I liberal. Arts yeah. kicks ass. I got the highest GPA I've ever gotten because I took two classes on vampires that semester. <laughs> but um, she, she like, she's just a really cool chick. And we went and we got my tongue pierced actually one night. And I'm, I was thinking, you know, she's got to be at least open to the possibility of one of her students hitting on her. So it turned out that she got another job somewhere else. And at the end of the year, I was graduating. She was leaving. And she, we had a going away party for her. And you know how 
at going away parties there will be that little memo book where you can write your goodbye thoughts to the person so I chose to write that um, if she ever wanted to have a threesome because her boyfriend looked like Wolverine that side note if you ever want to have a threesome uh, and you're in Connecticut call me up (laughs) I gave her my cell phone number and then I saw her like a couple months ago at Mardi Gras, I went down for a school thing, mm-hmm. and we got lunch, and she was like, you totally hit on me in my goodbye book thing. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And she was just say? She was just straight. She was flattered. She was just straight. Well, because uh, I was going to say, it's possible, because there are, I know some women who are bi, but they don't incorporate their boyfriends or husbands into it. Yeah. So maybe if you would have just said, if you want a you little... You and me, baby. I did screw my bartending instructor. We waited until the rest of the class left, and we shut off all the lights and got up on top of the the faux practice bar, and it was on. Did the bottles were placed in orifices. Did it? Did, did it? The vermouth smells like vagina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like dying at that. Yes, yes. Um, we were. I actually, I went there and I hooked up with him at the end of our two-week session um, because it was sort of this thing we'd been planning. He was really charming and attractive. And my friend and I were like, well, let's ask him out for a drink after. It would be symbolic bartending and all. So we went out for a drink and things kind of got heated up. And I ended up just straight out saying, I know you have a girlfriend, but can I kiss you? He was like, I can't believe you asked that because... He showed me his phone. He's like, I was just texting the other instructor about like how incredibly hot you are and how attracted to you have been this whole time. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Again, Catholic schoolgirl uniform came out. So, but the school had this policy where you could always go back to renew your lessons if you felt the need. And I felt the need badly about two weeks later. So I drove all the way back up there, dropped it on this class that I wasn't a part of wearing again a catholic schoolgirl uniform and he's instructing and we know what's going on mm-hmm. we know as soon as it's over we're it's uh, it's on and he's teaching the class how to make screaming orgasms and, and blowjobs yeah. and everything and um class dismissed exactly then we fucked on the bar there but then go. we had a whole weekend of like really intense ds stuff because it was a real power exchange. I mean, even though he was just a bartending instructor, he was my instructor and he was significantly older. I was 21 and he was like 34 or something. So that was one of the hottest experiences I ever had. So for DS for you, is it usually a role play? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think Were there it's top or bottom? It's usually role play? Uh, yeah, he... I think so. I'm trying to think more of... A, objectively about this it doesn't have to be but I prefer it to be there I don't like like for instance it's hard for me to really get into things I have to really believe it like I guess there you know the distinction between top bottom dominant submissive sure um I'm not submissive I'm very type A all the time everything has to be the way that I want it I'm regimented as fuck Mm -hmm. you know I'm like Patrick Bateman basically and then in order for me to, to submit to somebody, I can't just turn that off. Like, somebody has to fucking wrestle me to the ground, and I'm really strong, so it takes a lot. And that's why I think being in a role makes it easier, or having some power dynamic makes it significantly easier for me to believe it. Oh, you, you mentioned earlier about sort of 
being turned on by something after the fact. Yeah. And not and sort of being distracted or not really all that. Um, what's the phrase? Because I don't want to. Do, I don't want to make it sound like you're not all there, but it sounds like engaged. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You're more. You're. You're. You're not as engaged as when you are after the fact. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself getting really turned on by the acts of what you're doing, or do you find yourself getting more turned on after the fact? In a dominant situation, it's after the fact. Yeah. It's easier. I think I'm more. I'm. I'm bisexual and a switch. So fucking anything goes you know but i think my most of my fantasies involve um even though like this gets back to what i mentioned in the beginning like i'll imagine two people in an in a situation where one is objectifying the other and i don't really resonate with one more than the other it so it's hard i think in both situations where i'm top or bottom i'm still feeling that dynamic where i have to go home after and i have to like let it sink in yeah that's why it's like hard for me to know if I'm a top or a bottom because I like the interaction between the two. It's not like one side sticks out as I want to do that. It really depends on the person, you know, like some people I want to hurt them and especially certain women. I really just want to do naughty, terrible things to them. What is the, what is the, when you say certain women, it sounds like you have a type now, do you have a type yeah. for... I guess my first question is, what is the type that you want to... That, that, where the sadist comes out? What is mm. that, What Can you describe what, what is it? What is the quality that does that? Well, there's two kinds. And they, well, I guess the commonality is that they have to have an inner confidence. They have to know what they want. And whether it's somebody who is a hardcore sub, who is always submissive and always is on the bottom, and is a very like I'm thinking of one in particular she's like a really little girl and she looks a lot younger than she is and she looks frail and meek but she's not like she's completely she's completely confident in her submissiveness and that is just really attractive to me you know I don't feel like I'm objectifying her but she wants to be objectified yeah. she, she's what I don't like is shy people who aren't sure what they want, aren't sure if they're actually into women, don't know if they want to be dominated. Like, I don't want to be the one to show you that, yeah. you know? And then on the other side, um, I, I've i never really had a woman dominate me, which is something I really want to do. I have to an extent, like, my ex-girlfriend and I would get into some ridiculous scenarios where we'd both just be crying by the end. But um, I don't... I look for just confidence in both types, like somebody who knows what they want, and I would be happy to help them achieve that. So what was it that made you decide, hey, I'm going to start a podcast? Huh. Well, I always, I grew up listening to Love Phones. Do you remember that show? Love Lines? No, there's Love Lines and there's Love Phones. Love Phones. Um, it was with Dr. Judy Kuriansky and Chris Jagger, and I used to listen to it in my bed secretly with my radio with the antenna at night and I would just listen and I was just always completely fascinated by people's sexual problems and I wanted to be a sex therapist my whole life that's why I went to school for psychology and then at the last minute which I I still don't know if this is a good decision or not I'm it's on it's leaning towards the bad decision scale but I decided to go to law school because it seemed like a more direct route to solve people's problems because if you're a therapist, you know, someone comes in with a problem, if you solve it, you lose your business, you know? So yeah. it's almost like an incentive not to be efficient, and that bothered me. And plus, I have I don't have the most patience in the world. Plus, 
if you're a lawyer already, you can, be, you can be an asshole to people and they'll say, well, that's just because you're a lawyer. Yeah. Or just because I'm an asshole. Right. But no, it doesn't have to be you. It could just be the lawyer's side. Well, yeah. There's a lot of asshole lawyers. Yeah. So. And yeah, I, uh, I met some good people at law school, but for the most part, they just annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> I can say that because none of them are going to listen to this because none of them have good sex lives at all. Exactly. Sure. Um, but so, yeah, I went to law school and kind of dropped the sex therapy thing and I, I kind of wish I didn't do that but I just continued always giving advice to my friends always reading just books on sexual health listening to podcasts like Fetish Flame I listened to religiously Yours Savage Love um, you know I, I don't know I just am obsessed with it and then people would ask me questions and they started asking me questions on Twitter too just because I'm always very active on Twitter mm-hmm. and I was actually in New York City with one of my friends, and she was like, why don't you just fucking make a podcast? And I was like, because I don't know how to do anything. Like, I play video games, mm-hmm. That's so, and then I go on the internet, that's it. So, But I did, in my last semester of law school, which is supposed to be really busy, I just was like, you know, let's figure this shit out. Okay, GarageBand, here we go. And it's it's been really awesome. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of people, met a lot of people. I... I really like when I get a question and I think really hard about it and then I get a response that they legitimately care or I actually did something for them. And when you when you get these questions, I mean, how do you research them? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of the questions you don't know off the top of your head. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like when, you, when you're answering questions, it sounds like you've done your research on them. Oh, totally. <laughs> because I, I mean, I've, I've heard, obviously, I listen to your podcast and I'm sitting there listening to it and I'm thinking Sweet. to myself, she can't be doing this from memory. There's no way she no. can have all this stuff in front of her. But what do you just Google it and and or? well, different things. There's some things I obviously know more about than others. If there's a, if there's a topic that I really don't know anything about, I try to call somebody who knows. Like I just recorded something about full enclosure because um, somebody asked about that, and that's going to be the next episode. But I really was out of my element there, and I I knew, so I called someone in. But. I have a lot of books that I've just accrued over the years on various things, and I'll remember where I had read about something, and so I'll go to the books, I'll go to articles, Google, lots of different things. Googled your friend, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Or people, people too, like, I'll go on FetLife, and, or I'll go on Facebook, and I'll message one of my friends who I know has had an experience with X, and ask her about it, so. Yeah, I've, I've heard you... I've heard you refer to asking friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so I, was, I imagine that works out pretty well. Yeah, it, it comes from all different sources. I I would be lying if I said that I just have all of the answers. Do you, which by the way, is very different from a lot of the different uh, advice columnists out there. They just kind of put it out there and assume that it's all... But do, Yeah. Like, Dan Savage knows everything. That they, guy is yeah. God. I worship Dan Savage. You know, uh, Sod actually called in to, and uh, her call got on on the air. Really? Once. Which call was it? Well, what are you sitting on right now? <laughs> so she was, she was calling. Ca- <laughs> I'm walking to work one morning. I'm gonna know what it is. I, she I she she had mentioned that she had. I think she, yeah. You you mentioned that you had called them, but I don't think you told me what it was. No, I didn't think I did. I just wanted to call for the sake of calling because right. I've never called a radio show in my life. Yeah. This is so I'm so excited. So she she so she calls up and she asks about uh, and it was they have, and they were actually doing a BDSM specific show that once with the uh, Mistress Matisse I believe it was. Yes, I know exactly the episode. And she said she said 
uh, we have a problem with, you know, we have this new couch. The leather couch? Yeah, the leather couch. That was you? If that's your biggest problem, honey. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm walking to it, and I'm all of a sudden, I hear my owner talking about us having sex on the couch, and I'm like, holy shit. Wow. That's hilarious. I even know where I was. I have, like, weird, specific memories of where I am when I listen to things, and I was on the elliptical in my apartment. I remember exactly that. Wow. That was you? Wow. Awesome. I was pretty, I was pretty proud at the time. I was, I was even more proud that she didn't have, like... And I have one other problem that I really haven't told him about. I was like, I was worried she was going to oh, go there. Shit. Like, but, yeah. But no, it turned out, it worked out. I've called the Savage Love cast before, too, but it didn't, it didn't get on. And I called about the problem that I mentioned before. I was like, I have really fucked up fantasies about, I don't know, tentacle monsters and giant things that don't exist and like horrible illegal shit and i'm also not really present in these fantasies what 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 the fuck is that about and he didn't no maybe he's still trying to work it out in his head uh, i mean i i think the tech savvy at risk youth probably just didn't forward that one to the Well, maybe who knows maybe uh you could do a podcast where you ask the questions that you want from other people yeah i don't know that would be interesting what do you guys think about my issues? Yeah, there you go. Let's do a psychoanalysis. You could say, okay, assholes, I've been helping you guys out for how many yeah. episodes now? It's Listen, time assholes, time to meet for me to get mine. Speaking of questions that don't get, don't get answered, I imagine you don't answer every question that comes through. Um, I have, though. For, I do, I answer a lot of them that I don't put on the podcast. But, but I, I just imagine some guy... Because I've, I, ever since I started Formspring on air, I'll get questions mm-hmm. that are clearly guys just asking the questions so they can get their rocks off, right? Yeah, I, that could be the, the case, but I don't think I've gotten too many of really? those. I get some where people don't want it to be on the podcast, and I completely respect that because like, my point is to help you out. Yeah. It's like if I can make an interesting show that's secondary, that's great, but... Um, I always write people back, and even if it's something that they that they asked and I already answered, I'll just link them to the answer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I say that now and then. Watch me get like way more emails than I could possibly handle. So do you, I reserve the right to not respond to everything. Of all the, because obviously you you get more emails than you you do on 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 your show. Uh, is there one big common theme? To some of the, like, are the, you like, oh god, here's another question yeah. about squirting, or here's another, mm. oh, just you know, yet another question about, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something about the Cleveland steamer, you know, I don't know, what is <laughs> the dirty what, Sanchez? I get a lot of questions from people, males asking where they can find dominatrixes in Connecticut because they know that I'm from Connecticut. And Connecticut is a pretty abysmal place to be if, if you're looking for the scene. Yeah. So I get that a lot, and I have a, an answer that I wrote out in great detail for one person, and I'll link them to that. But I get a lot of fetish-related questions. Like, yeah. it's it's a show about everything from completely vanilla to last time I talked about consensual incest. But it tends to range on the, the fetish side of the scale. Mm. There's a lot of latex fetishes who listen to the show, so I get a lot of that, which is cool. I like them. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you did a show specifically about latex mm-hmm. fetish. 
Yeah. That was really interesting to listen to. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you could hear me because there was a lawnmower outside and I was completely shitting myself that I was talking to 3XL, who I had listened to on Fetish Flame and have large fangirl moments at times. Well, that was so. the cool thing, is too, is that I, I mean, you cover stuff that, uh, you know, I, I like, I think, wow, I'm kind of plugged into the scene at least, mm-hmm. and I'd never even heard of But then again, I'm, I'm not really a latex guy, and neither is my mistress, so it's Yeah. Like, well, that saves you a lot of money. It does save a lot of money. So I, I you know, I, I have Forbes bring up, and I've been getting a lot of questions, just ge- generic. So these aren't specifically for you, but again, this is what brought the, the idea of like she must get some questions that she does not answer. And yeah, one of the questions I got was actually a guy posing as a woman, clearly because it was, it was like, um, I'm I'm a girl, and I'm curious about playing with women. Could you have all of your female guests describe the first time they ever? played with him I'm like okay that's a dude who wants to have like a I don't know penthouse I would like to hear that from people I have a good story about mine but alright I guess I guess for this is for the dude posing as a woman we know you're a dude yeah. but we're still gonna give you a boner it, it sounds like porn it really should be porn I want to turn this into an erotic story but I ran track in high school and in college. I was captain of my track team. Both, all right, both that's times. all we need to hear. Yeah. That's a little too much for our listeners. Sorry, it's, I don't know if they can handle this, right. the athleticism. But uh, we partied so hard, our track team. And if you can picture the most... It, it, the like Young people in extremely good shape who had incredibly high GPAs, who are machines all during the week, and then we have a meet on Saturday, and then Saturday night we were the drunkest, most insane people on this campus. But on this particular Saturday night, I was with a girl who had just started our sophomore year, and we didn't like her because she was kicking our asses. She was just better than us. And she she was boring. She was a resident advisor, so she didn't drink, and we're like, who the fuck is this? Coming in, beating us, not being fun. And then she mentioned that she had handcuffs, and I overheard this, and I have, like, handcuff... I have, like, S&M tractor beam. Like, I will pick up S&M words and just go over. So we started talking about this, and I'm getting more and more drunk, and I had never hooked up with a girl at this point, obviously, why I'm telling you the story, but I ended up in her lap at some point telling her that I was, like, 80% straight, but there was that 20% possibility. And, you know, things kept progressing from there like she had a boyfriend at the time and she was very monogamous and wouldn't do anything if she had a boyfriend but I remember like going on workouts and she'd be like yeah I'd hook up with a girl if I didn't have a boyfriend I was like oh my god and um she she heard that I knew how to give strip teases and she asked me to give her a strip tease lesson so that she could teach her she could give her boyfriend something (laughs) I know this actually happens in real life not just porn Yeah. (laughs) So she was in my room, which was a single, and it was just us, and I have my trance playlist going, and I'm stripping. She's on my bed, and I'm kind of talking her through it, like, I'm taking this off, and this is what you do with this once it's off, because there are some awkward moves you might not be aware of. And then it was her turn. So I'm sitting on the bed, and I have, like, that music place memory thing, and I'm sitting on the bed, and she starts stripping. And it was at that moment that I realized I am not entirely straight. There's just no question. I'm just not entirely straight. I'm watching this, and I want to, I want to do things to this. I don't want to just be here. So, um, after that happened, I was dating a guy at the time. I called him up that night. It was a long-distance relationship. I was like, I think I'm kind of gay, and I'm going to go check this out and see how this works. And he was cool about it. You know, of course. As most like... hot-blooded American males are. 
And then um, I she ended up breaking up with her boyfriend, and she let me know on Facebook, and she goes, oh, so we can make out now. She just came out and said that, which made my life a lot easier. So when we came back on campus, um, we went to a strip club. We were making out everywhere in the strip club. Went back to my room. We both put on Catholic schoolgirl outfits, and we did the strip tease again, but, like, for real. Everything came off. Like, I was... This was non-instruction mode. This was... I'm gonna fuck you mode. And um, I was initially kind of nervous, but once you get into it, I felt like I knew what I was doing. I wish you wouldn't tell lies on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when Captain Kirk themed in the room. (laughs) And then we flew away. Yeah. And then we ended up dating for six months. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. And we we had a lot of DS stuff that we would play around Mm -hmm. with, too. Um, and she, she was in like phenomenal shape and she had like muscles, not manly muscles, but like she could, you know, she was kind of, she looked like a track runner and I'm not talking Marion Jones track runner. I'm talking division three track where we drink heavily. Um, (laughs) for that guy posing as a woman, there you go. Yeah. You got your money's worth. Yeah. You totally made that story up. That's all right. (laughs) I actually have don't pictures even, on FetLife. Don't, don't try to deny it. Um, so other other form spring questions we got. Yeah. Uh, here's one. Can you please retell that story about the track girl? At, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what kink-friendly superpower would you like to have? This is... You read yeah. comics. You're, oh, you're yeah. into comics. So this is a good question for this you. Is, it's the same one I already mentioned. It would be Mystique. It would be shape-shifting. Yeah. Because for the reason that I don't like to be... I'm not present in my fantasies... I like to observe other people as they are getting what they want. I like to give it to them. I like to be a chameleon and make things happen for people. It turns me on that they're turned on. But I'm kind of like, I take the attitude, don't worry about me. You know, what do you like? And if I was Mystique, I could be anything. Like, I could be a fucking centaur, you know? (laughs) I could be be hentai tentacle porn in real life. I could be a griffin. And eat bird seed while I fuck lions. Oh my god. I would like to see that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Raven for another fine episode. We really appreciate her sitting down here at the Massacast compound and uh, having a conversation. Also, thanks to the gentleman who left a voicemail. If you have a suggestion on male submissive reading material, go ahead and leave it in the comments section of this post on MasterCast.com, or you can leave a voicemail yourself at 917-720-7304. And thank you to Eden Fantasies, where if you go to MasterCast.com, click on the Eden Fantasies banner right there. It'll take you to Eden Fantasies, and uh, you can look at the video reviews, you can look at uh, all the different reviews on there. Sex is Magazine, where you can see great articles from people like Sinclair Sexsmith, Midori, lots of other people who are on there, and you know, awesome sex-positive content for everyone. We're going to have a review of a sex toy on the next episode. So thanks to Eden Fantasies for that, and thank you for downloading. 